Hello and welcome back to Green Planet. My name's Lucy and today we are focused on comparing plastic and climate change. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Green Planet. So, plastic versus climate change. Back in the episode with the Q&A session, I talked a little bit about how you need to think of the impact it has on climate change when you use plastic-free items and the impact it has on plastic pollution when you use items that lower your carbon footprint. But I'll try and explain this a bit more. Now, you've probably heard me say this quite a bit, and I know I keep repeating it to loads of different people, but plastic isn't a big problem. Single-use plastic is. Plastic isn't good for the fish or the animals, but neither is climate change. So you have to think about the best suitable alternative uh, to plastic that also helps uh, global warming and climate change. I'll start with a single-use plastic bag. It only takes 0.48 megajoules to make a single-use plastic bag, and that puts it on the pro side for climate change. But we all know that single-use plastic bags aren't good for plastic pollution. Um, However, they are cheap, can be folded small into boxes, so take up less room on ships when you transport, and are a lot lighter, um, but... We all know the damage these bugs can do to animals and uh, creatures that live in uh, seas, on land, and it's just horrible. Although some of the alternatives to single-use plastic bags weigh a lot more and take a lot more energy to be uh, transported and made. However, the idea is that if you reuse the alternatives enough, it should end up the right amount of energy used in total. But that's sometimes quite a lot. For example, if you bought a cotton bag, you'd need to reuse it around 131 times before it is an equivalent amount of energy usage, which is doable but not ideal for someone who's trying to cut down on their carbon footprint. What I'd recommend you do is use a plastic bag for life. These fold down quite easy, are light, wouldn't take up much room and you only need to reuse your bag for life less than 10 times before it becomes an equivalent amount of energy usage. And I don't know about you, but I tend to reuse my bag for life more than 10 times, which means you end up using less energy than with single-use plastic bags. Now, I'm not saying cotton bags are bad, but it means you need to reuse it a lot more before it becomes an equivalent amount of energy. However, when we made a top into a canvas bag a few weeks ago on our upcycling crafts, it was uh, slightly different because we're giving that top a new life, which means the top will have already gone through um, the... The, the transport and the making and rather than you having to chuck it or um, give it to a charity shop you just give, give it that one step further in its life and you get more use out of it which is great but 
if you're going to go buy something um, to carry your bag, if, to carry your shopping in or something, I'd recommend using a bag for life, as they are strong, uh, cheap, and they're good for climate change as well. So, as you can see, this is just one example of uh, why you need to think about both sides of the problem, not just one. And uh, you need to think about this for pretty much everything you buy. Don't stress yourself out or anything. It's just the more you think about it, the better, because the more chance uh, you'll have of giving back to the planet and helping the environment. Now, I'm not just going to go through every single thing you might buy at the shops that has an effect on climate change and on plastic pollution, but all I'm asking you to do is think about it more carefully next time you go to the shops, because that's mainly what you need to do for the environment. Just think before you do. For example, before you chuck something, ask yourself, can I still use that in another way? Before you wash something, you, can, you should say, is that really too dirty to wear? And when you buy something, stop and ask yourself, what environmental impact does this have on the planet? I really don't think it's a lot for you to do, just to think about what you're doing before you do it. Now, this week's joke of the week is from Ellie. She said, what did the ground say to the earthquake? You crack me up. Thank you, Ellie, for sending in that joke. It's a really good one. Uh, you can send your own jokes in to one underscore world 8 on Instagram or email me at 19howardlucy at gmail.com. Uh, you can even send in a voice recording uh, or just type it down. And n you never know, your joke might be next week's joke of the week. And now it's time for Green News. According to The Guardian, air pollution in China has climbed back up to pre-pandemic levels and scientists say Europe may follow suit. Air pollution causes at least 8 million deaths a year and cleaner skies were seen as one of the few silver linings of COVID-19. Experts have called for action to help retain the air quality benefits of lockdown and measures taken to date have included expanding cycle lanes and space for walking in cities. Data from the Centre for Research on Energy and Clean Air shows concentrations of fine particles and nitrogen oxide across China are now at the same levels of one year earlier. At the height of the country's coronavirus response in early March, nitrogen dioxide levels were down by 38% from 2019 and levels of fine particles were down by 34%. One of the only good things from the pandemic is now fading away and that's why we need to act more now to stop the uh, pollution levels and the carbon uh, levels of the earth going straight back up to where they used to be. And that's why we all need to make a change and spread the word. But now it's time to discuss the challenge that I set you last week. 
Again, unfortunately, we have no interview, but we will have one next week with Rebecca Harvey. Um, next week is the last episode of the season, so stay tuned. Um, and the season after uh, next week will be, focus more on conservation and animals and wildlife. Anyway, um, so... Last week, I set you all a challenge, including me, uh, and now it's time to see how we all got on. I'll start with what I did. I, uh, my challenge was to send various emails and complaints to different companies and shops uh, each school day. I know we're not really at school at the moment, but uh, I did it every day that we would have been at school if lockdown wasn't on. So, on Monday, I sent an email to Coca-Cola saying how they should do a return system of glass bottles instead of single-use plastic bottles. On Tuesday, I emailed Colorgate saying how they should do a refillable system rather than their current non-recyclable toothpaste tubes. On Wednesday, I emailed Amazon on how they should use less plastic in their packaging. On Thursday, I emailed Aldi on how they should switch to greaseproof paper for their sliced cheese, as I love um, cheese. And on Friday, I emailed Asda uh, also to uh, switch to greaseproof paper, but on their wheat bisques uh, rather than plastics. Um, I decided to do this as I thought it would be a good way to do something for the environment and it ties in perfectly with next week's episode which is about campaigning and I will explain to you how you can write your uh, own really good letter or email to a company of your choice trying to persuade them to use less plastic or have less of a uh, carbon footprint or impact. But enough about me. Let's hear what you guys have been up to. So, Pam says, uh, My challenge for this week is to collect random litter from the canal path and park as it seems to be escalating daily. Good luck, Pam. I hope you uh, have done well with your challenge. We've got someone else who said she'd like to do a little bit more uh, litter picking, but she's going to do it a little bit more differently. Uh, She said she'd like to do plugging every week to help the environment and to stay fit i think that's a great idea Uh, richard said his challenge is to buy compostable dog poo bags instead of the uh, plastic ones you tend to get at the shops at the moment katie says her challenge is to research eco-friendly shampoo that's good for her hair These are all the ones for today, but continue doing the challenges and send them in and maybe I'll have you on next week or next season, which will be coming to you soon. So keep your challenges coming. I'd love to keep talking about what you've done and the more things you do for the environment, the better. So even if you have already sent in some challenges, send in more. I love them. Um, Anyway, now it's time for... Uh, the upcycling craft thing and today uh, we'll be making lots and lots of plant pots out of pretty much anything you like and I mean anything I I showed you how to make a compostable uh, planter 
back in the first episode. But this week we're going to make all sorts of plant pots. Uh, now you don't actually have to do it the way uh, I tell you to. Uh, as it's all up to you really. I'm just going to tell you what sort of things you should have. And that it definitely needs drainage holes. Um, otherwise the water uh, can't come out and you might drown your plant. Now the first one I'm going to tell you uh, how to uh, change is a welly into a plant pot. I have quite a few old wellies that I have grown out of and you can easily change them into something new. All you need to do is make um, sure that there are drainage holes in them at the bottom. You can put these in um, with a drill or a pen knife. Um, any way you want to, but I find the easiest way to uh, is use a drill. You'll need to be safe with the drill though if you do use one. The holes shouldn't be too big, but it depends on how big the welly is. Um, then, then when you're ready, fill it with compost, plant some seeds or seedlings, or maybe even a plant or fruit in there, uh, and you're good to go. You can do the same with pretty much anything else. For example, a big yogurt pot um, can be turned into a plant pot uh, by drilling holes in the bottom and you may want to decorate it um, to make your garden look nice. You can decorate it with paint or string or wool or uh, any sort of crafts. Get creative, maybe even sticks and you can stick them around, uh, bits of wood or bark, uh, anything. Uh, become imaginative, let your um, brain go wild and just have fun with it and then once you've decorated it, fill it with soil and again, you're good um, and if you don't want to put it in your garden, uh, the yogurt pots can go on your windows too because uh, yogurt pots will probably fit quite well on your window ledge if you don't have a garden. Um, you can also use small yogurt pots as well as um, compostable planters and you can use them as little planters and they're great for seeds or seedlings. Um, just make sure you have holes in them as well. Coffee pots or hot chocolate pots, even Coke cans are great for herbs. Um, you can make all sorts of herb gardens with them. However, you can use them for anything else as well. Uh, coke cans uh, are a bit smaller and they'll be good for seedlings. Um, then you can take them out and move them into a bigger pot uh, later when they've grown up a bit more. You can turn a big old tub into a potato grower as well. But you'll need more um, bigger holes and if you do grow potatoes, uh, then you can chit them in an egg box. Chitting is a way of making the eyes of potatoes grow and sprout ready for you to plant them. It just helps them uh, get more, not really ripe, but it helps them get ready for growing and uh, the eyes of the potatoes sprout a bit more as well. Hopefully, there will be a video online soon, along with the ones from previous weeks, and you can check out what I've done on there on Instagram via my account, one underscore world OA. Remember, it's uh, one the word, not the figure. Or you can go onto my YouTube channel uh, as well, 
just type in green planet should come up and I'd love to hear how you get on so comment what happened below or email me and uh, you never know I might have you in on next week's episode well I'm afraid that's it for today so I'll see you next week on green planet Thank you.